This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We've got a little publicationship update for you on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. And what's a publicationship, Bradley? A relationship for publicity. And we like to give them cute little names. And uh, the first one we want to talk about is Aflarmus. What's an Aflarmus? Cobra's gonna. Aflarmus. Ben Affleck and Anna Diarmus. Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Yes. Um, so that's the update I have for you. Apparently things, you guys, are on the rocks. Uh-oh, trouble in paradise. I think so. What gives us this impression? Well, a tabloid. And the tabloid in this case is In Touch magazine. So I don't think you want to pay too close attention. But I will tell you that it does uh, say this is an In Touch magazine. Exclusive. exclusive which means my guess okay if it were coming from somebody's house it would be Anna Darmus's house oh why so I don't know I don't know that Ben Affleck lo- uses um that level of um that level of tabloid as his source yeah I don't know if either of them do frankly because I think in touch uh, weekly, frankly, is one that might be making up their own uh, sources. Mm-hmm. But here's what the source says, says the insider close to the Deepwater co-stars. The honeymoon phase is over for Anna and... Be- oh, are you trying to hear? I was like, what are you No, I can hear? hear you. Sorry. The honeymoon phase is over for Anna and Ben. Revealing the shift came when they moved in together. Now, you remember they just recently moved in together. And they haven't really lived together no, since they moved in together. If you'll remember, she's in Cuba, mm-hmm. and he's, I don't know what he's doing, taking the dog for a walk. He takes dogs for a walk and yeah. takes visitors um, like his best friend, Matt Damon. And honestly, that's all the source says, that things were on the rocks, and a dynamic changed after the honeymoon phase was over. So we don't really have any details, but what we do know is, according to In Touch Weekly, things are on the rocks. I just feel like maybe somebody was feeling like they needed some headlines. Yeah. I'm, this is, um, I mean, what else, is there anything else in here that sounds like there's any truth to it at all? No, I mean, the source literally just said those few words, so it's not anything in depth, which again says to me one of two things, either In Touch is just making this up out of whole cloth, or... Or their PR people are like, we got to get these two in headlines because there's nothing going on right right now. And we haven't talked about them for a while. And they can't walk the dog together because she's in Cuba and he's in the United States walking his dog. Yeah. So that we're going to have some rumors that they're not. I mean, who knows? Can I just say she is so darn pretty? Yeah, she's not a bad looking lady. She's just a stunning gal. Um, All right. So let's check in on another publicationship. 
Wild and Styles. Wild and Styles. That's What's a Wild and Styles? Uh, Wild and Styles is Harry Wild and Julia Styles. Nope. Otherwise known as Olivia Wild <laughs> and Harry Styles. And um, this this is taking on a new trajectory, this publicationship. So you'll remember that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde came together allegedly, supposedly, October, November-ish of this year, and we just learned about it maybe December-ish or the beginning. Yeah, did we learn before the beginning of the new year? Mm, yeah, no, I don't. Where are we? It's the fifteenth. It might have been just after the it new was year. Around? No, it was right after. You're right. It was. It was just after the new year because this is really fresh. It's a fresh publicationship. It is a very fresh publicationship, but very quickly. Um, so, like, and by the way, we're not buying this publicationship for a number of different reasons. But um, the the story has taken on like a different trajectory, and the trajectory. The trajectory is that um, Jason Sudeikis inserted himself. That's Olivia Wilde's Mm ex-husband, right? Well, actually, did they ever get married? No, they were uh, a couple and they have children. For like seven years. And they've been engaged for seven years. Remember, because that sparked a a conversation with us about long engagements. Yeah, so so then he jumped in on the publicationship bandwagon trying to get headlines for himself. And he was like, "Um, I just, I think... Um, I just don't know. I want her back. I hope she gets this out of her system. So that she'll come back to me after she has her fling with that sexy Harry Styles and his long hair. Well, then we saw a headline about Harry Styles being like, um, uh, actually, no, that's what I'm telling you right now. I was going to say this is the first headline (laughs) where we've seen this, that apparently Harry is like, his people are like, okay, now you look like you're coming between a happily married couple. He looks like a homewrecker. He looks like a homewrecker, so we need to make him more Mm Switzerland-y. And that's exactly um, what this article in The Sun does by talking about Harry's secret agony. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Harry's secret agony. Um, wild at heart, flirty text to arguments, secret agony behind Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde's relationship revealed. And it goes on to talk about behind the scenes, there's a complex love triangle. Um, and Harry basically just, what is, what is, I'm sorry, what's complex about this love triangle? Um, because it's like people and stuff. Is it more complex than other love triangles? I mean, I would just say by nature of a love triangle, they are all complex. They're all complex and well actually maybe not just really sad mm-hmm. um so anyway this article goes on to basically talk about how harry doesn't want to come in between these two and he you know like hopes that basically he doesn't want to look like a home record right and and the like yeah so what do we make of this? So that his people are trying to make him, yeah, like you said, be as Switzerlandy as possible. So here's the thing: because it's bad none for of this his is image. real. None of this is real. This story and and the 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 tragedy, and I know when it comes to people you ad- admire, Taylor Swift, mm, okay, stop that it. you tend to like if you're not remembering that nothing is real and everyone smokes, it's easy to get sucked into the narrative, and the right. narrative is, oh well, like. Olivia Wilde, she's just like trying to sow her oats and be with Harry Styles, and Harry Styles is amazing, so I want them to be happy. And who's this creepy Jason Sudeikis? And he just needs to go away. Like, that's a perfectly plausible narrative for the tabloids. However, nothing is real and everyone smokes. So Harry's people, 
need to make sure that at the end of the day, Harry doesn't look like a homewrecker or that his image isn't somehow tarnished, besmirched yeah. by this narrative. So they've got people out there populating the tabloids with a narrative that makes Harry Styles look like he's Prince Charming and just, I mean, man, he doesn't, he's just trying to have some love in flowy garments. To double down on this, you also have to like remember the, the, um, the, the population that he, um, is it that attracts it's younger people who love the Harry Styles, right? Who get in on this gossip. And if he looks like the kind of guy who busted up a marriage, that's the, the, the young ones will go crazy about that. And they don't know because gossip is not safe in their hands. They don't know that it's all fake. Yeah. Well, or, or, or even if they have suspicions, like, because nobody's ever, you know, really made them think that critically about, I mean, because who does really about pop culture other than us? Because that's what we do for a living. It's totally understandable for people to not, you know, take it too seriously who are just like, oh, that poor Harry Styles. He just, he does want, he just wants to love, man. Right. He's not trying to come between people and their, right. So I, yeah. It's not working on us, though. No, but clearly, Clearly, the publationship is continuing to get some mileage, which is good for both Harry Styles. It's working for them. And Olivia Wilde. And their names oddly, are in headlines. Jason Sudeikis, who most days I would not have an opinion about. Right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, somebody with opinions about what we should be watching this weekend, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies will join us on My Talk 1071. Every Friday, we like to check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies to see what we should be watching this weekend on our couches. And Paul McGuire Grimes joins us today. Hi. Hey, Grimes. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? I, you know, it's a week. It's a week. <laughs> but we made it to Friday. Just a week, huh? Yeah. We made it to Friday, which means we have a whole weekend to watch our TVs. What are we watching? What are we watching? So- there are so many good movies out right now, you guys. How much time do we have? Let's first start with a movie that you can rent on demand or you could go to the theater if you really want to go back to a theater. This is called Promising Young Woman. This was my number three movie of 2020. It stars Carrie Mulligan as a woman who has suffered from past trauma and PTSD. And now she's kind of taking revenge on the people that have wronged her in her past. Ooh. Yeah, so this is written and directed by Emerald Fennell, who you may know as Camilla Parker Bowles on The Crown. Oh, yes. Okay. I love supporting female filmmakers, especially when they have a really unique point of view and voice. And this movie will be unlike any other movie that you saw last year or even this year. Really? It's jaw-dropping. It's, like, unpredictable. And I think that the less you know about what goes on in this story, the better. Because it will be, it will hit some very uncomfortable places. And you may think, this needs to come with a trigger warning. But if you just go with it, you will kind of understand the tone and what's going to go on in this journey. It also starts Bo Burnham, Adam Brody. Christopher Plus, all in roles that you may not associate with them. And then Alison Brie, Laverne Cox, and Connie Britton is also in it. Okay, so this is quite the cast. And where can we watch this? So it's on demand. So you could rent it for 48 hours for nineteen ninety nine, okay. or you could go to a movie theater to go see it. And it's one of those where, like, it makes you think. I mean, when you think about um, past sexual trauma, if we, I don't want to get too much, right. but... How do we, where do we place the blame? Where do we place mm. the 
the fault, whether it's with the victim or the perpetrator. Mm. And you, you end up having a lot of empathy for the Carrie Mulligan character, where you see that this movie is very much inspired by, like, 90s revenge flicks, where maybe the female character would have been the villain or the psychopath. But here we really empathize with her and kind of find the humanity. But you're also not necessarily approving of everything that she does Interesting. Either. Okay. Okay, so how many ticket stubs for that one? Four and a half out of five ticket subs. I got to talk to Carrie Mulligan and Emerald Fennell. So you can see those interviews on my YouTube channel or on the Twin Cities Live today. It's a great conversation. And this movie will definitely have you talking afterwards. Perfect. I love it, Paul. I um, Did you, did yeah. you like, fangirl out at all uh, because of the crown? Did you get to talk about the crown at all with Emerald? I... I mentioned it to her, so, like, in passing, like, you know, great job on The Crown this season. We love The Crown in our household. So it got brought up, but it wasn't any good. There weren't any questions about okay. The Crown. All right. Uh, okay, yeah. so next, next up, an Amazon <laughs> Prime offering. Again, let's keep on the task with the female filmmakers. This is One Night in Miami. This is from Regina King, who I Ooh, bow down to. We love her. Um, you know, she's from Watchmen, you know, If Beale Street Could Talk. So many great things. 227. Yes, don't forget the OG. Thank you. OG, yes. <laughs> Brenda. Very, yes. Anyway, so this is an adaptation from a play by Tampa Powers. Tampa Powers wrote or co-wrote and co-directed Soul as well. And he really has imagined this meeting between Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, Muhammad Ali, and Jim Brown in 1964. And they were they really were all friends in real life. And this conversation in this hotel room that these four men have about their life, their career, the transition place that they're all in, and how did they go and use their voice and their platform to incite change in this civil rights era? Oh, I love this. This movie is stunning. I really loved so much of what goes on in this film. You feel the intimacy of that this was a play. You got a dynamic cast. Leslie Autumn Jr., who we love from Hamilton, mm -hmm. he plays Sam Cooke. You'll recognize Aldous Hodge. He's Jim Brown. Kingsley Ben-Adir, who I was not as familiar with. He's a British actor. He plays Malcolm X. And then Eli Gorey is uh, Muhammad Ali. And I love that all four of them get the essence of who they're playing without doing these, like, big transformation oh. types of performances. Or, like, the things and that you, almost come off looking like some sort of Saturday Night Live yeah. parody. Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, you, exactly. I completely agree. But you won't feel that way here. You feel who these four men are and where they're all kind of at and what they're fighting for. And this idea of, like... Shame behind how we use our voice and platform, and you know, as long as you're trying to make change, and we shouldn't really be grudging how we do that. Like Malcolm X has very opinion, a lot of opinions on how you go and try to incite change, but it's different than what Sam Cooke is doing, and they kind of go, they kind of butt heads about that. Mm, you know, there's great chemistry, great brotherhood between these four guys, and it's a fantastic movie. Lots to think about, lots of parallels to today's work in activism and how we want change. I love that. How many ticket stubs? Four and a half out of five tickets up. It's now on Amazon Prime. Today is Regina King's birthday as well. So, Happy birthday. She's uh, like 50. movie and watch it. I think she's 50? She, she is, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. if we all could be so beautiful and so talented and make such yeah. contributions. And they, have I mean, Escalade endorsements. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thank you, Bradley. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. In the I mean, last couple minutes, uh, the, yeah. the final, the fi your final offering. 
<laughs> it's called News of the World. This is the new Tom Hanks movie. This is now available to watch on demand for a rental, uh, much like Promising Young Woman, or you can go to the theaters to see it. And again, another movie about the history. So Tom Hanks plays this civil war that, that travels town to town delivering the news, headlines, and stories to these towns to kind of bring people together. And throughout that, he finds this abandoned girl, and he tries to reunite her with her family. Oh, okay. Okay. So a fantastic history lesson just about where the country was at post-Civil War, the sharp divide, the racial divide post-Civil War, and this one man who tries to bring people together with the news. And how can we all come together with the news? And when you have Tom Hanks, who is someone that you trust and look up to in his roles, you believe in him and you fight for him to not only protect this young girl, but what he sets out to do and how when he goes to some of these towns, they kind of see him as this instigator. They don't like the news that he's sharing. It's not what they believe in or think. And I mean, you think about the parallels today. And again, it's kind of an intense movie as well. How many ticket stubs on that one? Four out of five ticket stubs. This is the one I got to interview Tom Hanks. Those of the interviews are on my YouTube channel as well. Wonderful. Thank awesome. you, Paul McGuire Grimes. Check him out. Paul's trip to the movies. Check him out on YouTube and all the stream or on the social platforms. And we'll be back with some crazy, stupid idiots Thanks, after this Paul. on My Talk 107.1. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live. At mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does! Because your face is full of crazy, I mean... What? The world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes. In the state of Uh, Florida. Florida. Like where? For example, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Ishan Kernadur. Um, so Nova Scotia, actually. And um, a judge said, this is a mystery. So strap in. Strapped. Um, there's a bizarre set of circumstances in this story about a Nova Scotia man who was convicted for drunk driving. Mm. So apparently the RCMP... A, uh, were called to a section of Highway 103 outside Bridgewater. A, a on December 13th, a boot, uh, sometime during the day, and um, they were responding to a, a parked car that was straddling the white line. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car was missing its front windshield. Okay. There was a hole in the back window. Also strange. Glass on the highway. Hmm. And an axe on the back seat. What? Can you imagine? So at first, police thought, oh my God, the car's empty. Um, what what happened here? I mean, I was, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I just was going to say, like, you know, you're up until the axe on the seat, I thought maybe, like, somebody shot a gun 
went through the back window, shattered the front window. That don't make no sense. Right. And why is it parked and why is it in the middle? What? There's a hole in the back window, glass on the highway, an axe in the back seat. Okay. And a car straddling the white line. Weird. And there's seemingly no person. But wait, there's more. Open the trunk. There actually was a man in the car. In the trunk? Nope. Oh. He was leaned forward in the driver's seat. Dead? Well, here we go. So apparently the officer noticed something. I mean, his first reaction was to um, say, um, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> but then he noticed something that'll change your life forever. Okay. Mystery deepens. The guy didn't have pants on. Yes! How oh, did you, you know? Okay, stop it. No, literally. Stop. The officer noticed that Lewis had his pants pulled down around his knees. Okay. And he was driving? Yeah. Well, he was behind the wheel, right? So yeah. the officer ordered him out of the car, told him to pull up his pants. So he was fine, and he just was pantsless. Well, okay, but again, slumped over the front seat. Kind of scary. Axe in the back seat. Weird. Uh, no glass on the, glass on the pavement. Yep. Windshield busted. Yeah. The guy looks up. Imagine this. You were the officer. You have walked up to the scene. Guy with no pants. You're like, excuse me, are you okay, sir? Mm-hmm. And then the guy looks at you with no pants on, which is an awkward experience, mm-hmm. pulls up his pants and then makes a break for it. Like runs off. Thank you for <laughs> Doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't at that like, point, start like clucking like a chicken or <laughs> no. like nothing. At that point, the officer chased him and was able to tackle him, probably because his pants were not totally zipped up and yeah. fell around his ankles and then he tripped, right? So at the tr- at the trial, because like this was clearly going to lead to somebody needing some answers, right? Mm-hmm. So the judge was like, I need some answers. And they found this lady uh, that apparently was in the car with him at some point and another man. And apparently while they were driving along, he just started freaking out at which point he kicked out the windshield. That's when the other man fled while he was driving. Well, no, he had like stopped, oh, okay. freaked out, po- kicked out the windshield, axed the windshield. And the other guy was like, out of here. Yeah. Apparently he was on bath salts. It gets even weirder. Oh, because you might remember there's an ax. Right, yeah. They don't know where the axe came from. They do know, though, that Mr. Lewis remembers a very little about that day in particular uh, leading up to his arrest, other than it involved a quart of rum, cocaine, and a four-day house party. Okay. You know, there's the... <laughs> Nothing. There's what? I just was thinking it, when you gave me that list of things. It, a quart of milk. Yep. A loaf of conta- bread. And a container uh, and a stick, stick of butter. butter. A container of milk. What is it? A loaf of bread, bread and a, a stick, stick of, of butter. butter. That was not the same list. <laughs> a bottle of rum. Bottle of rum. Some cocaine. Some cocaine. And a four day party. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that you're just like bebopping along and like there's like I love that mystery. Like, okay, I got to figure out what's going on here. And then you just, everything you happen upon just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And here's the thing, though, is like in your and my world, 
you're just going for a Sunday drive with your buddy Joe, you know, and you're on the interstate and then he like stops and freaks out. But um, my guess is all the people in the car had also been at that four day party. So it wasn't really that surprising. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm just saying it wasn't like us in the car. Yeah, it was. (laughs) We're like, excuse me, what is going on? on? I'm leaving. Why is there an axe? Uh, all right. Are you ready to go to a new place? Let's do it. We are going to Florida. Okay, where are we going? We are going to uh, Key West, Florida. Um, Actually, we're going kind of just right off the coast of Key West, Florida. Oh, I would love to go off the coast. Doesn't that sound lovely? <sighs> well, here's what happened. Uh, 26-year-old Tiln Morlang from Independence, Missouri, was vacationing in Key West, Florida this week. Doesn't that sound nice? And on Wednesday morning, he uh, swam out to a... I don't know if he swam. He was on a floating tiki hut. Apparently, this is a thing. It's like a company that has tiki hut-style charter boats with a bar on them. Oh, sure. So he came upon one of these uh, Tiki Hut bar floating situations, and uh, he boarded the floating Tiki Hut, and he turned on the ignition, and he drove off. Um. Problem is that he, it wasn't his Tiki Hut. He stole it. He okay. stole the Tiki Hut. Yep. And he was out in the middle of the ocean drinking on his personal tiki hut bar at 10 o'clock in the morning and he was real crunk and the coast guard had to show up and uh break up the party of one they tracked him down off the coast of key west he was arrested for felony grand theft and probably all he broke all kinds of maritime laws no doubt um but he did he was real drunk (laughs) Shocking. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, actually a mute or like, uh, surprised. Didn't even know these things were a thing. And suddenly I'm learning all at once that a floating Tiki Hut bar is okay, a thing. So can I tell you, and I want to see if there's a picture of these things. Yeah. Because I came across something in my travels. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hold on. Do you want me to send it? No, I'm, I'm, it's loading and you know, oh, the Miami Herald is not going to allow me to look at this. Here, 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 here. You want to see what the, oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. So this is interesting. This is not what I expected, but there are these things, by the way, because you may know that on occasion, uh, my family likes to travel. That's Jamie and I, (laughs) we like to go on cruises. What? You didn't know that? Oh my God, let me tell you about it. Do you have time? Nope. Um, Okay, yeah, I know you love cruises. So we go on cruises, and when we go to like a specific island, we think to ourselves, what are we going to do on that island? Mm -hmm. And so I was researching um, stuff to do on a particular island for one of our cruise stops. Uh, This was last year before that all stuff. That thing that shall not be named. Yeah. And they have something like this, but it's for two people, from like two to four people. Um, where you rent, it's like your self-contained, like bar boat, like a cabana, like a and it, floating cabana, and it's totally stocked. I think this was, 
I don't remember which island this was, but literally it looks like it's probably about half. It looks like a floating hot tub, if I'm honest. And in the middle, it has a little like um, a bar that pops up out of the middle and you can literally get it stocked with beverages. So you just show up on the pier and then you hop in this thing and then you like motor off to the middle of the water somewhere okay. for the day. Okay. So first of all, the only reason I'm okay with that arrangement in this storyline is because Bradley Trainer, you would be capable of operating a motor vehicle <laughs> yes. after a day of I see where you're drinking going on this. the high seas yeah. because you would be imbibing uh, non-alcoholic yeah. drinks. Probably actually a, a virgin um, pina, pina colada. colada. Yeah. But the majority of people who roll up renting one of these suckers is I not, see where you're going. Is not <laughs> wanting to just have a leisurely day of Diet Coke drinking on the high seas. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of... <laughs> like, I'm, you just want to avoid them is probably the best plan. I'm a little nervous about that experience. Yeah. Luckily, they also do these I'm things there where you can drive around. They're basically like adult go karts, and it scares me that they just give like randos like the keys to these motor vehicles on a cruise. Because to your point, a lot of cruise passengers tend to get inebriated really super quickly. Sober. They're yes. definitely not super sober. Exactly. They took part in the uh, the drink package, <laughs> and they've had some unlimited. Exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, let's play a game, guys. You want to? Yeah. It's called the Throwback Live. We're going to do it after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy, you don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.